Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Talking Heads podcast with me, Saul Walker. And me, Lucy Chamberlain. With lockdown limitations continually adjusting and the summer now looking us beautifully in the eye, we continue with regular discussions about our respective horticultural worlds. Putting the pandemic's grip on us aside, we sincerely hope that you found enough moments to quietly contemplate, distract yourself, gaze in wonder and generally pour positive and fruitful energy into this most glorious and rewarding of hobbies, which, for Saul and myself, we are lucky enough to also call our profession. Restrictions are still with us, experiences are still unprecedented, but Lucy and I hope that by providing you with a continued shortened version of this podcast every few days, you can easily fit a small dose of horticultural musings into your routine. We will, of course, still bring you longer bonus episodes too, when we chat to inspirational peers on more in-depth gardening topics. So fire up the kettle, get comfortable in your favourite chair and join us now for a 20-minute escape into the busy and exciting world of the modern head gardener. Hello Lucy, good evening, how are you? Hello Saul, do you know what? I am... I'm, I've had a really lovely day. I'm feeling quite dandy today and excited. I've, I've had a day at the hall with my husband Ian and we've done some fiddly jobs. I've been tying in tomatoes and I've also been thinning out grapes. And then we've done some lovely harvesting jobs such as cherries, gooseberries and apricots and onions. There's a lot of stuff at the hall um, in the kitchen garden at the minute. And then we've just done some really nice eye candy jobs we've, we've cut in an edge along the tennis courts which had lo- we'd lost and it looks so so much nicer and it's your, the first thing you see when you go around the corner towards the tennis courts so why we haven't done it before I don't know but today was the day to cut it back in and it's looking nice and sharp um we've raked the driveway hoed the gra- um hoed the grass no we don't <laughs> we've hoed the, the weeds out of the driveway and it's the garden's looking nice it's it's just it's a good feeling when you feel like you're slightly on top of your jobs, isn't it? Oh, well, that's nice. It's nice to feel on top. I, I'm not really feeling on top of my job at all, but that's that's only because I've been on my own for... We're coming up for four months, although I have had some gardeners return part-time, yeah. which is nice. So things like the mowing is getting done more frequently now, which is which is nice because the lawns do are a big part of Stonelands and... They are the frame for the garden, I always say. So when they're nice and and clipped and the edges are done and all that, it does make it look much nicer. But um, I tell you what, I'm I'm actually going to have a a week's holiday in about a week's time for the first time, any time off since Christmas, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to because my head needs a little bit of defragging time uh, (laughs) just to take in what's happened in the last few months and uh, look forward to the late summer and into autumn. Yeah. And just enjoy time in your garden. Well, that's it. I, I, I wanted to enjoy a bit of time with my my plants and my garden, and just you know catching up on some of the magazines I haven't read and some of the pro. I, you know, I I'm a regular watcher of Beech Grove, and um, I haven't caught up with it for ages because I'm generally falling asleep so much <laughs> these days. But um, yeah, so I am looking forward to to a week off. But the garden is is looking very nice now. I want to make you even more dandy, more more happy yeah. and dandy. We've reached okay. 20,000 listeners, 20,000 downloads on the podcast. Wow. My God, that is, um, that's, a, that's an almighty number. And um, it is, I, it? yeah, I, I know that when we, when we reached 10,000 listens um, and we, we celebrated that on the podcast, we were like, wow, that's, that's incredible. And here we are yeah. 
20,000. That's, uh, do you know, all, all we can say is thank you, thank you so much to people for listening to us and sticking with us, engaging with us on Twitter, because we do love that very much. So yeah, honestly, that's, that's a big thanks to everybody who, who has taken the time out to listen to us. So we are really, really grateful for that. Yeah, I second that thanks. It's amazing, really, because we did that 10,000 uh, download podcast about, I think about a month and a bit ago. So the first five months uh, since we launched, that took us uh, five months to get to that 10,000. And then it's taken us a month and, what is it, the eighth? Eighth, eight days to reach 20,000. So the acceleration mm. and the amount of wow. new listeners and subscribers we must have in a, a month and uh, and a bit is amazing. And like you, I just want to say a real thank you to everyone who's listened, everyone who's subscribed, everyone who's got in touch with us on Twitter to either ask us a question or or just say how much they're enjoying listening to the podcast it's um it's quite humbling really isn't it you know we're only two oh, we're only two country bumpkin head gardeners aren't we in our, in our respective <laughs> we estates are. and we, we love our jobs and we love talking about it and we and we like all the facets that are involved in our job and you know thanks for listening and i'm i'm hoping that people will continue to enjoy it and it will continue to uh, to grow yeah definitely so tonight our topic of our podcast is going to be what? <laughs> didn't, didn't you know? I, uh, no, I'm, I'm only joking. Um, so, I got a so some people have talked to us, especially I think since lockdowns happened, a lot of people got involved in gardening. I'm thinking about uh, new careers or how uh, to change maybe their lifestyle slightly. A lot of people have asked how to become a gardener or what or what does it take or what's involved in becoming mm. a gardener or hopefully eventually a head gardener so we thought we'd run through what we like to call the realities of what it means uh, the job because um although a lot of it is the same as say the amateur your back garden actually there is a lot of differences um, um when it becomes your uh, mm. your employment when it becomes your profession Number one is that you're going to be doing it a lot more than you're going to be doing at home. Um, me, me, both me and Lucy work eight hour days. I work an eight hour day. I'm not. Is that the same for you? Yes. Yeah, we do. So that's a long period of time to be a in a garden or be being outside as well. So I think sometimes people think they it will just be a little bit of gardening here a little bit there but actually you've got to think if you're gardening at home can you do that for eight hours straight there's breaks but can you actually do what you're doing at home for eight hours and that's both physically you know can you physically do it but also mentally can you keep switched on for five days a week eight hours doing gardening um You'll know from these podcasts that me and Lucy are quite obsessed with gardening and horticulture. We absolutely love it. We love plants. <laughs> Lucy loves her veggies. I love my exotics. We love visiting gardens. We love the ambience, the atmosphere, the lifestyle. And therefore, for us, it's quite easy for us to do a full day's work uh, outside in the garden, plants, lawns, vegetable gardens, all that. Mm. And I think that's one of the that's probably one of the main things you've got to think about if you're going to take this up a profession is can you take that hobby or that interest and it then extend it into what is a full time career? Um, and, and I would really think on that seriously, because it's 
lots of people have mentioned that uh, how much they love doing gardening and I always think it's more than just a profession it is a vocation mm. it's your, it is a lifestyle thing and therefore if you want to change what you're doing it is very different from other jobs um, I'm, I'm not sure what you think Lucy but I feel like if you're going to become a gardener you really have to put your whole being into it to make it succeed i think that's what you and i do naturally as you say because we are so enthusiastic and passionate about horticulture and absolutely love it as a way of life i think rather than just considering our employment it's it's it is all encompassing for for you and i and i i think there has been times in my past when i've had a hobby that i really really liked and so not gardening now when I was say when I was a teenager and I loved drawing you know things like that um and then I was like oh okay I'll try and make some money out of this and I would I would do drawings for people I, I have family members or whoever ask me to do drawings and, and friends I do that and I'd go and sit somewhere and go down on mandatory walls for example or go to look, look at misty towers and I'd do these drawings of things take them to people or their house whatever it might be I liked doing it, but I don't think I could have done that as a career because I it was interesting, but it, it didn't really get my duties flowing massively. And, and as you say, I think if you're finding that you're, especially in lockdown, you know, a lot of people have been gardening a lot more than, than, than previously. If you're finding that you're really enjoying this hobby and it's wet your appetite, there's two ways to look at it. You can either go for it and change to a career in horticulture and and go with that. Maybe just do a few general gardening jobs around your local area just to see how it feels. Um, or you can think, do you know what? I really like gardening. I don't want to ruin this hobby for myself by by making it something I've yeah. got to make money out of. I think that's that's the only thing I would say. I, I as I say, I've done that in the past with other things, and I've I've found that it hasn't been as enjoyable for me when I've tried to make it profitable and tried to make it a career. When it comes to gardening, though, that's just a completely different story. I, I would never, I just, I don't, I don't tire of it. I don't sicken of it at all. And maybe that's what you need to be asking yourself when you, when you think, as you say, can I do an eight-hour day, uh, as we say, physically? But maybe that's where that mental attitude comes in, where you think, do you know what, can I actually, can I do this? Um, you know, how many biscuits and cups of tea can I can physically consume in my life because you do as a gardener that, that is one of the perks you do get lots of cups of tea cups of tea and biscuits so that's a factor <laughs> to think about as well um but no sorry seriously um as I say the, the mental approach to being a gardener for as you say eight hours a day five days a week that is something to seriously think about I, I, I would say it's it's also worth thinking that actually the portrayal of gardening in the media or through the sort of the lifestyle brands, the magazines, etc., makes it all look very pleasant. Mm. Um, you know, lots of pretty flowers, gardens that look their best, um, you know, and it always looks like the gardener's having an idyllic life, leaning on a rake, occasionally chopping a, a ripe tomato or <laughs> you know, something like that. And actually, there is a very big difference in reality in that it is just like, although we've said it, it is a very pleasant job, it's a vocation, we love it. There are aspects of it that are very work-like and job-like, i.e. you will be doing jobs where you'll be doing them hours at end and there is a certain monotony to it. Mm. Um and it does suit someone that has that sort of headspace that can sometimes put up with a bit of monotony. 
you know, the the classic for me is, and the job that I particularly don't enjoy in gardening is bulb planting. So when you're doing thousands and thousands of bulbs, and you know, and that could be a small number, you know, you can be looking at tens of thousands of bulbs in some schemes. Mm. You're going to be doing it for a week, maybe two weeks on end, and it's just the same action uh, again and again. And at those points, they can really test, again, your mental aptitude. So whereas in the hobby sort of you might plant up a few containers of tulips or maybe put a few into your borders actually professionally you could be doing whole acres or or hundreds of meters of borders so you've got to think about whether you're going to um be ready for that sort of element of it And, and it's not just bulb planting um for example tomorrow i'll be mowing that's eight hours on a on a on a lawnmower so if you mow your lawn at home and it's 20 minutes could you extend that into doing eight hours on a qu- quite a warm day sometimes? Yeah. You know, it's very physically and mentally intensive in that way. Yeah. If you're someone who can use that sort of headspace for thinking, I'm notorious for thinking about my life when I'm mowing. Oh, mo- I know you are. If I phone you and you're on your <laughs> mower, I know exactly yes. what you're doing. I just say you're, you are there contemplating all sorts of scenarios life uh, experiences um options in the in the in the forks of the road that life throws as you are like it's, it's amazing that the yes. do you get do you get some straight lines on your lawns or are they all like, are they like meandering all over the shop like your brain your brain waves? you know i think i've been doing it so many years it's almost an automatic <laughs> pilot in the straight lines but i like to think of recipes as well it's a good time to think about what you're going to have for tea but <laughs> but but seriously there is a lot of what i call dwell time there's a lot of um uh, and also, I should say, it's a lot of time on your own. So you've got to be very comfortable with being in your own skin sometimes or your own company, um, especially for me for the last three, four months. I've been mostly on my own. Uh, and that can be tricky for some people. I know the more sociable people uh, really like to be involved more into the sort of group dynamics uh, uh, or a team of gardeners. But a lot of the self-employed gardeners or the solo estate gardeners are on their own for most of the year. So that's something you have to contemplate as well if you're if you're comfortable uh with being by yourself or, or if you're more of a, a group a team player. Yeah. I think we're just going as an example where I work at the hall, I have I have long stints of time working on my own. You know, I'll do I'll do days on my own uh, as you as you have been doing through lockdown. And um I I'm I'm lucky in the sense that I I often take my black labrador Lily with me to the garden for a bit of companionship uh, or for example I put the radio on or um, setting myself a target you know if I if I've got as you say a, a, a long sloggy day in front of me of hoeing for example the kitchen garden which needs to be done on a re- relentless basis you know there is a lot of as you say repetition weeding is you will spend half your life weeding just to let you know when you're a gardener that's what you will be doing um and yeah, I sometimes if I'm in a, a really positive frame of mind, I have no issues with it whatsoever. But there are days when I do think, oh, you know, I I I, I have to do something to kind of make it so it's not feeling like a chore. And that's when you, as I say, setting yourself a, a personal target, thinking, right, by 11 o'clock, I'm going to hold this many beds and I'm going to have done such and such. And then you get to that point and that slog of a job, actually, you've you've got a quarter of the way through it that's that's a uh, from a um 
a mental perspective, that actually feels very positive. And I think that that's the kind of approach you need to have when you're facing these 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 sorts of tasks. Then other times, uh, as I say, I've been with Ian today. I've got my, I'm very much looking forward to working um, on Friday this week because my apprentice is coming back to the hall as first time since March. So we're going to be working together on, on Friday. She's been there, but she's just not been there with me. So we're going to have a day together really looking forward to that because it's that social time yes there will then become um because i'm head gardener i'll be training her up so that then in itself will bring some different responsibilities you know if you want to be head gardener you need to be happy to mentor people take on responsibilities and um ensure you're you're training people up well and, and show them the right way to do things uh so that's again uh, you know do you want to be a, a sole gardener or do you want to be someone who who maybe progresses up and 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 has enjoys that kind of like tu that tutoring role and that managerial role you know some people i i know you know I, i've been manager in the past for more of a sort of office based jobs it's it's a fine thing to do but actually i really do enjoy teaching people my gardening skills that i prefer much more to sitting down in an office sitting there with a, someone doing a 3 hour appraisal so um yeah there, there's there's different things scenarios to think of there i would also say that i find and i don't know about you so but i find working on an estate allow especially one with a you know with many attributes to it like we've got the kit at the hall we've got the kitchen garden we've got the the moat we've got the bog garden we've got the herbaceous borders we've got the woodlands we've got so many aspects to it i find that that diversity keeps my um interest up and stops me feeling like it's yeah. so monotonous yes there's weeding to do in all those areas i've just mentioned but they are they all require their own individual management and um there's times of the year when you focus for example solely on pruning and then there's other times as i say when you're focusing say on propagation on sowing all these sorts of things uh i like that i like the fact that that is giving me yes they're still repetitive jobs but they're different they are throughout the year you do get to work on different jobs yeah um the next thing probably to say about the realities of gardening <laughs> And it's one that has actually been an issue since I've started gardening, and I'm sure the same for you, Lucy, is um, pay uh, or the amount of money you, you can be expecting to get out of gardening. It It isn't the mm. best paid job. And I'm sure, hopefully, most of the listeners are aware of this. For the amount of training that both you and I have gone through, uh, I've done an apprenticeship at the National Trust three years. I've done my Q diploma for three years. That's six years, plus all the sort of self-learning. I'm not on a huge wage if you would compare that to other sectors. Now, I, mm. I understand gardening is probably not seen as an essential um, job, although I I would argue with that slightly. I think um, I think it is quite an important job. If you are going to become a gardener, you're going to have to um, sort of put up with the fact that you aren't going to be paid a huge amount, especially if you're changing careers and you've come from a more uh, from a more um, well-paid job. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be. And I know that there's a lot of movement in the industry to improve the pay conditions um, for gardeners. But most um, gardeners, when they start out, do have to go through many years, either as an apprentice or on the lower end of the wage scale, just to build up experience. Because one of the most important things in gardening, uh, if we're looking for new gardeners or you're looking to make your way up the career ladder, is experience. Gardening is an experience 
you know, putting in the years led occupation. You, you need to know w- mm. what you're doing. And the only way to do that is to do it year after year. So um, I definitely started on a very, very small wage. Um, uh, and again, a small wage when I was in London. Head gardening is, a you know, the, my wage is more comfortable now. And there are areas within horticulture that you can branch out into. Both me and Lucy uh, do a lot of extracurricular activities and we can get extra pay through that. But it is worth um, knowing that if you're going to try and get into gardening, uh, you are going to be on the lower end of the wage scale and it might take some time before you uh, get up to the better paid positions yeah um, i mean my my take on that has always been that i uh, i've i've never massively been motivated by yes. money i'm i'm lucky in that i i i guess my my upbringing was such when my parents didn't have an awful lot of of money you know at all and so for me i'm i'm quite happy with that sort of scenario i for me the 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 there's the the salary that you get paid but there's also then the the pleasure of the job mm. and like i say if you love horticulture it's like that old adage isn't it you know if you if you love the job that you're you're in then you you you, you won't work another day of your life it's not considered actually like actual work um so i think i'm lucky and it sounds like you have a similar mm. mindset that actually you know if, you, if you're not motivated massively by earning huge big amounts of money then great go into horticulture if you are then I think you may need to have a bit of a <laughs> word with yourself to consider what a- what aspects of horticulture you want to go in. I would I would possibly argue that unless you're going to be a head gardener on one of the the you know the most world famous gardens that we that we could name in the UK, uh, the salary is going to be comfortable, as you say, but it's it's never going to make you massively rich um, at all. But there's so many other advantages to the job. Um, that that I I that it it completes as I say I'm un, I'm not motivated by the the money too much anyhow so for, so for me it's it's never been a, a problem and I think if you've got that mindset too or as you say if, if if you want to do I do writing to supplement my income and we both do let's say radio we do horticultural talks um, garden tours that that kind of thing um, that is a, a nice way to get a little bit of pocket money isn't it just to to supplement that that salary so um, yeah there, there's 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 different avenues that you can take again there to 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 boost income but at the same time just just be realistic about it yeah so i think yeah there's a few things there we've mentioned about the realities uh, and there's a lot more we don't want to put people off that's for Mm. certain because um it's a great career you know uh, you know and it's me me and lucy are very lucky and we started very young and this is a life's career for us and i feel blessed that I, i i did that um i know we're getting seeing a lot of career changes as well and i'm hoping they'll come in and they'll also be there for life don't be put off by it i just think if you if you're thinking about it it's really worth trying to visit a garden or trying to get to know someone who's already in the career and maybe just trying to get a little snapshot of their life before you think about changing it your career because gardening compared to many jobs that i know is very very different um it's a vocation it's a lifestyle uh and if you really get those things and you really enjoy it then i think all the sort of more negative elements the weather being outside all that kind of stuff really it it, it pales in comparison to how much joy you can get off being uh, being a gardener 
So that concludes today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and would love any feedback or reviews you feel compelled to give us via your preferred podcast provider or social media platform. Life in the garden and out of it continually evolves for all of us. There is now reference to a new kind of normal and we are excited to hope that this will bring opportunities to visit gardens, friends and colleagues old and new so we can gradually adjust from virtual to actual worlds. Specialist nurseries, gardening charities, small businesses and self-employed individuals will still rely on us for financial support and encouragement over the coming weeks and months. We hope everyone in this profession is digging deep and finding ways to flourish. We are continually thinking of you all. Until the next episode of Talking Heads, goodbye! goodbye.